Hey there, I'm Natalie Abbott, and this is The Dwell Podcast. At Dwell, we help you memorize one Bible verse every month. On our weekly podcast, we talk about what our verse means, how it's challenging us, and about how the God of the universe wants to connect with us in our daily lives. Welcome back to the Dwell Podcast, everybody. This is Natalie Abbott, your host. And today we are talking about the fruits of the Spirit. And it's from Galatians 5, chapter chapter 5, verses 22 and 23. And uh, let me just read it to you. So that's kind of fresh in your mind. And then we're going we're gonna to talk to uh, Kristen Funston about the fruits of the Spirit today. So um, Galatians 5, 22 and 23 says, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things, there is no law. So many good mm-hmm. things there. Um, so welcome back, Kristen. Thanks. I'm excited. I love this first. So yes. So we said a little bit in episode one, you, you kind of picked this out of a, out of a whole bunch of different verses. What is it like in this verse you had talked about last episode about how you kind of like the idea that there are these, this, it's a list, right? That you can mm-hmm. kind of know, okay, these are the things I should be looking for in my life. So let's yeah. talk a little bit more deeply about those fruits of the spirit. Like what specific fruits do you see in your life that you're like, I really don't struggle with that. That's an easy one for me. Right. Well, uh, I wouldn't say that any of them are really easy for me, um, if I'm completely honest. But and honestly, each one kind of pops out at me at different points at different seasons. Um, like this morning, it, it's really funny because this morning in my quiet time, I was praying. I wasn't even thinking about having this conversation with you, but God's goodness and his faithfulness kept popping out to me as I was reading um, from the book of Judges. And so so right now I'm kind of just meditating on those for lack of a better word. Um, mm-hmm. But they're all so good. And like you said, I, I love a good checklist. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I think it's really interesting. Like if we look at the first one, the first one is love and what, Paul was talking about here is agape love, you know, it's affection. Mm. Um, And what I like about this too, again, going back to my Enneagram 3 personality, it's an action word, you know, and honestly, are we surprised that this is the very first description of the fruit of the spirit because God is love. And so Mm. I, I just love that it's an action and that it's something we can do and receive. So I love that. But um, joy, the next one, joy always stands out to me because I feel like sometimes we get confused with joy and being optimistic or having a bubbly personality. I mean, yeah, that can come out, but joy, joyfulness is not what the world gives us. It is the natural effect of knowing God and loving him more. And true joy is delighting in God. And so I have this strong conviction, especially I've only been a believer, like a Christ follower. I have, if you had asked me when I was 10 years old, I would have said, yeah, I believe in God, but I've only been an active Christ follower for little more than a decade. And so, Yeah. yeah. And so this idea of joy being the natural effect of knowing God is 
you know, and delighting in him is kind of new to me because you, we can only get that when we are in the presence of God, mm. you know, Psalm, I believe it's Psalm 16. Oh, I can't remember exactly which verse, but Psalm 16 tells us where joy is found and that's in the presence of God. And mm. so, you know, it's simply be, spending time in his word and being guided by the Holy spirit, meditating yeah. on his goodness and his character. And that's, that's where our joy comes from. It's not something like I said earlier, where we can just be optimistic or bubbly or try and be happy. You know, mm -hmm. it comes from time with him. Mm -hmm. And I think it's awesome too, you know, that we're memorizing this verse this month because mm -hmm. we're meditating on his word and spending time with him in doing that. And so the natural effect will be joy from that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love that. I, I, I think sometimes we feel like when we read this list, like normally when we have a list of something that we're reading something that, you know, we're, we're going to buy at the store or something that we're trying to check off mm -hmm. or whatever. Um, yeah. But, you know, one of the things you said last time, which I would love for you to, to uh, elaborate on a little bit more is that that's not how the fruits of the spirit work. Mm -hmm. So yeah. it is how not. Do, how do they work? <laughs> well, it's, well, it's this, it's not, I think I said last time, you know, it's not the fruit of Kristen. It's not the fruit of Natalie. It's not mm -hmm. the fruit of Jane walking down the street. It's the fruit of the spirit. Mm -hmm. And only when the spirit is dwelling within us, can that fruit come out, mm -hmm. you know, and, you know, it's not something that we can manufacture. It's a product of intimate and constant relationship with God. Mm -hmm. And so it is, it comes from him alone and it's his gift that he gave us the Holy spirit to dwell inside of us and let the world see that fruit. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And I think too, like in the context of this verse, you know, it's talking about the difference between living by the spirit or mm -hmm. living by the flesh. And then it also contrasts that with living under the law. Yeah. And I think um, when you talk about, you know, living in the flesh, that means like just gratifying whatever it is that we want to do. But mm -hmm. when you talk about living under the law, that I think is this sense of feeling the need to manufacture something. Right. Um, it's that, it's that um, kind of pharisaical way of bearing the burden of our own moral righteousness Instead yeah. of like what you're saying, allowing the spirit of God himself who lives inside of us, mm -hmm. give us these gifts that just sort of naturally flow out of us because we are spending time with him. Exactly. You know, by saying that the fruit of the spirit against these things, there is no, there is no law. He, Paul, Paul's the one who wrote this. He was drawing a separation between the old and new covenants, between the law and Jesus Christ. You know, it was the law in the Old Testament. People were, and I kind of touched on this um, in the last episode, you know, people were striving to try and do right. Mm -hmm. But we don't have, you know, we, yes, we are commanded as followers of Christ to seek his holiness and mm -hmm. be holy like him. But it's in a different sense because he has already taken care of what we cannot take care of mm -hmm. when he went to the cross. So, mm -hmm. you know, I mean, we like the Galatians who Paul was writing to, we tend to quickly succumb to the thought that we can work hard enough or do enough good things that we can earn 
our right and our spot in heaven. And that's really not the case at all. Um, and that's, oh, it's just, I mean, it's such good news because yeah. even as an Enneagram three and somebody who's going after goals and checklists and doing the good things, I'm never, or trying to do the good things, I'm never going <laughs> to succeed in the way. Right, not that, in your flesh. Right, yeah. Mm -hmm. And so it's by the fruit of the spirit that mm. we can do these things. Okay. So tell me, let's get real here, Kristen. Mm -hmm. What is the hardest one for you? Like if you look at him, you're like, dude, I always struggle with this. Why yeah. is this so hard? I think we're all wired in different ways where we're like, oh, well, I've always been gentle. I'm just gentle, <laughs> which I'm not. Um, but you know what I mean? Like there are certain uh -huh. people who don't struggle with certain parts of this, but they struggle with other parts, you know? Yeah. What What's the one that you're like, oh, that's so hard for me? Uh, you know, it's going to be, oh gosh, I can't pick one. It's two. <laughs> There's two. Well, you can do that. You can do that too. But I just think there are certain ones when I see them in my life, I'm like, okay, that is for sure the work of the Holy Spirit because that is not coming out of me naturally. Yes. Well, the first one I would say is patience. Mm. Um, because at its core, patience is the act of submitting to others rather than ourselves. And mm. especially for me in my current season of life with, I've got young kids. Yeah, you know, I and I'm I hate to admit it, but I'm pretty selfish. Um, I try not to show it, but I'm pretty <laughs> selfish. And so being patient and long suffering, if you will, mm -hmm. and I mean, long suffering some days mm -hmm. um, is really hard. Um, mm -hmm. And then self-control is the last one. And my husband, my husband, if he was in here, he would probably say, nope, that needs to be your number one because <laughs> like, Girl, you're out of control. <laughs> right. Well, because in, and I'm just going to be very real and very specific right now. Like I have a hard time not spending money on things that I shouldn't, you know, like yeah. I see something I like, I see clothes that I like, I see a pillow at target. I like, I just, I can't say no. So, and I know that's not, I, I mean, this isn't the only one. I think you are. I, yeah, I, think <laughs> I must be. My husband must think so. I, I don't am, know I'm how sure. Target stays in business because we are also self-controlled. <laughs> yeah, we, nobody uh, likes Target. Nobody gets out of there oh my God. over a hundred dollars. Um, oh, it's, it's so hard, isn't it? Mm -hmm. um, okay, I live literally two blocks away from a Target and I I used to live, it was like way out of my way and I hardly ever went and it was like for a purpose and I always would walk out with way too much stuff. But mm -hmm. now that it is literally the closest store to me and they have groceries, it is just like- Everything you need stock. right there. It's the worst. I just, yeah. I walk into the vortex and I, it's hard to even come out. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's certainly yep. not in the time that I thought I it was going to take and definitely not for the amount of money that I thought I was going to spend. <laughs> So, I'm so glad I'm not the only one. You're not the only one. <laughs> oh, and I feel like I, I typically don't really struggle with that. But man, just, you know, you think you don't struggle with that? You want the Lord to test you? Move next to Target. You'll find uh -huh. out. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I live maybe a mile from a Target and it's, I have to pass it almost every day. Yeah. So it's, it's hard work. <laughs> <laughs> it's so, it's so hard. I do like this aspect of the fruit of the spirit though, because, you know, my husband was a co collegiate athlete. I was a collegiate cheerleader, you know, you guys, I, yeah. <laughs> you were so 
cute. Oh, were you whatever. On the, was this like the same team even? Were you a cheerleader and he was the football player on the same team? Like, yeah, well, he was, he was a basketball player, but okay. yes. But were you, okay. Yeah. So, but you were like literally cheering for him. Yeah. I, I'm so annoying. I know. Oh I'm sorry. <laughs> no, but it makes me think the self-control. My husband is still an athlete. He is turned uh-huh. basketball into, he's now a professional cyclist and he coaches cyclists. Holy moly. Um, and so the, this idea of self-control Mm-hmm. The the word that um, Paul uses here is the same word that he uses throughout the New Testament when he's talking about, you know, run your race, um, you know, working towards working towards a goal and that kind of stuff, you know, so right. more of like a training type word. Right. Um, well, and your sister, your sister mm-hmm. was um, an elite athlete. You know, yeah. she, I'm sure, had Holy a moly. huge amount of self self-control. I would I never mean, have been she, an elite athlete because I have no self-control. Just even like eating food with her was like, oh my gosh. I mean, when we were together, she was like on a special like dispensation of grace where she would like, I don't know, eat some carbs or something, but she had such a stringent diet and such a stringent workout routine. And it wasn't because she was crazy. It was like what they you know, were asking her to do. And she was a very obedient, you know, excellent athlete and she right. wanted to do she could to succeed. And so, um, but yeah, it's crazy. It's like to actually be around somebody who's an elite athlete and just see the amount of time and effort that goes into it is nuts. Insane. insane. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, she was used to playing, placing higher value on the goal and the results than her current immediate desires. You know, I'm sure she Mm -hmm. wanted to like down a lasagna or a milkshake or something. I mean, because who doesn't? I mean, sometimes she would, but just, it, I mean, like the day in, day out, you know, rigor of what she was doing mm-hmm. down to every little last calorie was just incredible. Well, and like bringing it back to the fruit of the spirit, you know, practicing self-control means to place a higher value on and worth on God's desires. You know, we restrain ourselves according to biblical self-control. You know, for me and the whole money thing, you know, that might not sound super spiritual, but I'm not really stewarding what God has given me Mm -hmm. very well. You know, so it's hard, but, you know, it's doable because the spirit is in me and I just got to submit to his desires. Yeah. And it's interesting, too, because like that may like my spending habits might look the same as your spending habits, but for you, it might be too much. And for me, it might be just fine. Right. Do you know what I mean? Exactly. Like mm-hmm. There are times in your life where, it, you know, it's okay. That's all right. Yeah. You, you need to buy some, you know, you need to update your living room or whatever it is you need to do. Yeah. But, you know, when you feel that, that holy pressure, when you feel that conviction of like, ah, I'm just, you know, am I just doing this because it makes me feel better mm-hmm. instead of finding my makes me feel better in the Lord you know what I mean? Like, yep. I think sometimes we run to these other things to fill us. And that can be one of those things that it is actually a, a spiritual issue mm-hmm. when you're at that place, you know, and to recognize it and to allow God to reveal it to you and to root it out is really important. As, as silly as that is, and we're like, ah, you know, joking about target runs, but, but right. it is, you know, like it really is real. You know, it is, and it can sh- it can manifest in so many different ways, and mm-hmm. ultimately, it could become an idol of some yeah. some sort of idolatry. So, and we know that's not okay. Yeah, 
And I, I mean, like I can look at my own life and say, man, I, my, my trigger is, man, if I could just stay up all night and watch Netflix. <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, we get along well. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, so, you know what I mean? Like there's just yep. something about that release and that like mindlessness. And so, and, you know, again, it doesn't have to, it's not necessarily a bad thing, but when yeah. that becomes the thing that I'm going to, to give me this, you know, kind of joy high. Um, when really that's, it's an empty thing and it doesn't last and it's not going to be the thing that really is going to fill me, then I'm going to the wrong place. Exactly. Well, we are out of time for this episode, uh, but <laughs> we got one more. We got one more. Okay. Episode. So I'm excited because next time I think we're going to be talking a little bit about like, how do we do this? How, mm -hmm. like, how do we train ourselves um, like what we're talking about with self-control, but how do we train ourselves in a way that is going to create in us a deeper allowing of the spirit to work and to bring about these things in our lives? Um, one last episode with Kristen. And as a cheerleading coach, I think she's got some like practical cheerleading based even tips although she did oh. not come back with the cheerleading cheer that we need for the fruits of the spirit we're gonna I forget did not but i've got i've got you a good checklist um, <laughs> to do okay. next time. i will take your checklist i will take okay your awesome all right well i look forward to talking to you again next time um be sure to tune in next time and we will talk one last time with Kristen funston about the fruits of the spirit hey thanks for joining us on the dwell podcast you can find out more about us at Dwell Differently on Instagram, Facebook, and at dwelldifferently.com online. We help people connect with God through scripture memory, daily posts, a weekly blog, and of course, this podcast.